0: Welcome into to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today we get to talk a little bit more about football. I feel like it's been a while since we've done that. Um, with McChesney going through all his stuff, going through the soccer stuff, um, I do have one note in particular from this morning that I want to get to. Um, Talked to Kari Cooch, and he said that uh well basically he gave me a rundown of where everybody is on the line and there've been like a couple of conversations about which spot people are working at what this line's going to look like so we're going to run through what he had to say um what Carl had to say as well um and then kind of like run with this lineup i know we just did like a projected depth chart like a week ago but a few things have changed And so we're just going to touch on that stuff quickly, and this will be the last time we do that before we get the real depth chart, which should be out in a few days. And uh, when that happens, we'll talk about that. Um, Oh, also, I had a chance to talk to Guy Thomas a couple days ago now, um, and I'm going to play that interview. It was a good one. Talked all about, like, transition from growing up in Miami to going to Nebraska, to going to a community college in Mississippi, to coming to Colorado, um, and then kind of what what he's been up to over the offseason, that kind of stuff. Um, so that will be at the end of the podcast, and that's the plan for today. First, though, uh, the Colorado XOs, the presenting sponsor of this podcast, they also are a rugby team. It's currently the offseason. There's still cool stuff going on at Infinity Park and in Glendale. That's where they play um and during the off season they have a whole bunch of events uh in particular they have some movies some outdoor movies that i've heard are really cool so definitely go check out the website infinitypark at glendale.com and uh see if there's anything that catches your eye okay um let's start with some of these quick notes from carl and then we'll move on from there um honestly kind of like a shorter um That's not even true. It wasn't like a short media availability. It's just that, you know, got asked about like Jalen Jackson, the long snappers, that kind of stuff. He did say he thinks there's like two good long snappers now, and that makes him feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, But in terms of the big stuff, here's what you need to know. Um, He did say that the game is going to feel almost like it's unscouted. Um, The game against Northern Colorado on Friday. And the reason for that is... That there just isn't any tape on Northern Colorado at this point. Uh, obviously, Ed McCaffrey's the coach now. He's never coached college football before. He was a good high school coach, and he brought over a bunch of his other high school coaches um, to come coach this college team. Um, that means that it's kind of an unscouted game. Um, because you really just don't know what to expect from them, and Carl said that means you know you just have to figure out what's going on on the fly and make adjustments and make sure that everything works out in the end, even if you don't necessarily know. You know, are they going to come out and spread looks? Are they going to try to pound the ball up the middle? You just don't really know. Um, I think he said the on Thursday. No, that was Wednesday during the. Um, Blake Street Tavern, all the coaches' media day thing. He said uh, that it really doesn't help to go back and look at what Valor did under Ed McCaffrey, just because he, he's not going to be running a high school offense for a college team. Personally, I I agree with him, but I do think that maybe there is a chance of that, especially considering it's such like uh, it's a it's a low end. FCS team, if we're being totally honest. Um, so, that that side of things is definitely interesting. You know, Max McCaffrey being the offensive coordinator. Also, just interesting. Max was a Bronco a couple years ago. I don't know that he has much coaching experience at all. Um, so, they just really don't know what to expect. Um, still, that doesn't necessarily mean, like, be concerned about the game. But, it does mean that... It'll be kind of fun to watch what changes defensively based on what they see. Um, He also was asked about Dylan McCaffrey in particular. So Dylan McCaffrey obviously grew up around here, went to Michigan as a quarterback, and then transferred this offseason to Northern Colorado to be with his dad. And he's going to be their starting quarterback. And so Carl was asked, like, have you watched much of him? And Carl had... Uh, I- he broke a little bit of news, I think, here, um, uh, saying that yeah, actually we've watched a lot of him because when we heard he was transferring from Michigan, we thought that maybe he would be the kind of guy that we'd want to bring in here to see you. And I don't I I know I hadn't heard that. Um and so he said, Yeah, we were watching the film, getting the measurements, doing all that kind of stuff and he didn't really say what happened there. Um, whether that's like you know, Dylan just didn't have interest because he wanted to go put up huge numbers for his dad. Or, you know, they wound up saying, oh, we'd rather just have JT. And so they went after JT instead. Who knows? But uh, that, that to me was kind of a surprise to hear. Um, in hindsight, you know, it does make sense. Like when you're thinking about the transfer of Porto quarterbacks, and then this one kind of fits the mold of, being, uh, you know, they're, they're going after guys from Ohio State, Notre Dame, and all that. And Michigan right now, not quite on that level. But, you know, maybe maybe fits that sort of mold. And on top of that, with the Colorado ties, it would make sense to go after him. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's see. Said said a depth chart is probably on the way um, beginning of next week. It's kind of what we expected. But, you know. He said it, which makes it feel a little bit better. Um, he also said that there were a few jobs that are still up for grabs. Not really surprised. Um He'd said something similar less than a week ago, I think, about a week ago. Um, but he still hasn't figured out who the starter is at tackle, who the starter is at outside linebacker. And, um, oh, I guess the last thing from Carl. Um, I I asked him, like, you know, you haven't, like, Come and said that you had a bad practice. You were disappointed. Practice. And he he said like, yeah, no. They've they've all been good, and he said they haven't all necessarily been perfect. There's a lot of things that you can try to fix and that kind of stuff. But there haven't been any just like bad practices. And so that's interesting considering camp is over at this point. Um, and again, he attributed that to just. The, the team recognizing what the expectations are from this coaching staff, uh, which is something that he's brought up over and over again, kind of what made it so much tougher last year than it is this year, just because they don't know what uh, they're expected to do. Um, and what they're expected to do is have good practices. Um, let's run through some of this stuff from uh, Kari Cooch and then we'll uh, talk about where that leaves the depth chart. Um, couple little notes. Um, you know, he's working on a masters, uh, real happy with Shannon Turley. Um, he, he said, Max Ray has the best football IQ of a newcomer that he's ever seen. That kind of makes sense considering that, you know, he's played a little bit before at Ohio state. He should have a good football IQ, but still Kari was really, really impressed. Um, said that even though Max is playing tackle and Kari is playing guard, it's still useful just to like hear what he has to say. Um, And you can do things like call out where the pressures are coming from, do those sorts of things um, just because he has a good feel for all of that, Um, which is what you want to hear. You know, we know that he's a really big dude and, you know, he should be a good tackle. But uh, to hear he has the mental stuff is definitely good. Um, he also said, right now I'm working on the left with Jake. Um, and then Casey and Kanan are competing at right guard. Um, and so with Jake Wiley, that means he's at left tackle. Kari is at left guard, obviously. Colby Purcell's at center. And Casey Roddick is probably your starter at right guard, but he's still coming back from the the sickness thing. So who knows where he actually is at this point in his recovery. And because of that, I think that brings Kanan into the picture a little bit more. Still, I think Kanan's a very capable starter. Um, Casey's probably just done a little bit more. Um, And then right tackle... That kind of leaves Max Ray, most likely. Um, You know, uh, you'll remember I had Max at left tackle. I guess this still kind of makes sense because it's Jake Wiley and Frank Phillip competing. We'd heard that they were going to flip Frank Phillip to the left side um, after playing right tackle last year, but that was before Max Ray got into the program. And so with Max Ray coming in... I kind of thought that they might let Frank stay on the right, move Max over to the left, but no, it sounds like, as of right now at least, that Jake Wiley-Frank Phillip competition is at left tackle, and then you've got Max Ray on the other side. Again, we'll see how all this shakes out when the depth chart comes out in a few days, Um, and who knows, maybe Carl still doesn't know who the tackle is because Frank is still coming back from injury, or you know, with Casey, they might not know the guard spot yet either, so there could be some ores on there, And honestly, when it comes to the offensive line, I'm not really going to, I'm not sure that I'm going to really trust what's on the depth chart until we see five guys out on the field on Friday. Um, Yeah. But that was kind of the big stuff from Max. And uh, that's basically all I have today. Um, Because I don't think there's really any other changes to what I expect on the depth chart. Yeah, nothing's really come up that's made me want to change anything. Um, we will be getting that depth chart here in just a few days, though, and that's going to be a bunch of fun. Um, before I let you guys hear from Guy Thomas, who's a lot of fun talking with him, um, I want to tell you about Hassle Cattle Company. Um, if you haven't checked out HassleCattleCompany.com yet, you're missing out. They have all sorts of great meats. Um, it's a fourth generation cattle farm out of Texas. It's Wagyu beef, but they make it affordable for just about everybody and then ship it to anywhere in the United States. Um, they have all sorts of great products, the beef jerky, beef bacon, um, steaks, just all sorts of really good stuff that you should absolutely try. And if you want to try, you can come down to the DMVR bar, check all that stuff out there. Um, we've got a bunch of different Wagyu burgers, um, and their Wagyu burger has won awards before. It's really good stuff. And right now, you should head over to the DMVR Sports Twitter page. Click the link in our pinned tweet because Hassle Cattle is giving away a $200 gift card and a cooler to a lucky winner. All I've got to do is head over there, sign up, and you can get your free money and uh, pick up a cooler too. If you're ready to just make your own order from HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. Use the code DMVR10 at checkout and save 10% off your entire purchase. It's a great deal. You won't be disappointed. The NFL is back and DraftKings... An official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for Week 1. All you got to do is bet $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season. You get $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Uh, you take, av- take advantage of this limited-time offer now. Um, it really is a great app. It's where I do all my sports betting. Oh, I might as well say this right now. DraftKings Pick of the Week. Broncos to cover. They've been on fire just take it and uh you won't be disappointed um yeah there's so many great promotions though they give odds boost um college football is also back and they gave out a 33 percent profit boost for a three-leg parlay so i know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna make my three bets and Make a bunch more money. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR and receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code DMVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, Ball, Ball does so many awesome things. Uh, they make all of the cans, basically like the most cans of any company in the entire world. Uh, they do a whole bunch of like aerospace sort of things. It's all great. Oh, they they sponsor the Nuggets and Avalanche and the ball arena, which you've probably heard of. And right now, they are hiring. All you've got to do is text GOLDEN to 77222. You'll get linked to all of the open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com. Search for GOLDEN. Or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. All right. Uh, Here is what Guy Thomas had to say when I talked to him a couple days ago. Oh. Oh. Plus, uh, Darian Hagan jumps in and pretends he's Guy for the first couple seconds here, just so you know what's going on. Oh, and JT was standing next to him laughing, which is good to see, considering his life at this point.
1: Practice today. It was great.
2: I yeah. ran around. I made plays. I was very physical. Mm. I set the edge. I'm long and strong, and I mean the business. <laughs> what do you think of new strength coach? I love him. Yeah. Uh, culturally, Shirley, you know, he talked about... You know, he got me in good shape. This is,
1: this is the best I've ever felt in my life. Okay. Um, so you, uh, you're you in this uh, competition for the starting job. What's that like, you know, having what you're like four weeks into this camp, three weeks in, competing, trying to get that?
2: Um, I try not to think about it. I just come to work, you know, uh, put in the work, do what coach tells me to do. And, and
1: let them make the decision. Is it tough competing with guys and then spending all day with them, being in the locker room, being in meetings and all that? Yeah, it's definitely
2: tough competing, but, you know, we all we see each other every day. You know, we uh, respect each other. We love each other. Uh, we uh, take advice from each other. Okay. So it's not it's not hard, like, being with the guys you competing
1: in, it make, it make it more fun. Okay. Uh, you guys switched to, like, the one-gap system last year. Um, in year two, when you have kind of that more attacking role, less read and react, do you feel more confident in that? I definitely do
2: because I'm a fast guy. I oh can get off the ball uh, fast, quick. You know, I'm a big guy, too. I'm, I'm strong. So, like, uh, just getting off the ball um, and not read and reacting, it's, it's just my playing style. Huh.
1: Um, you, you got here a little bit late. You know, Nebraska first and then to JUCO and then here. Can you just kind of first of all, why why Nebraska in the first place? I think Buffs fans might have a little bit of a an issue with that. <laughs>
2: well, um, Colorado didn't really recruit me. Coming out of high school, it wasn't really on me. I always I uh, always uh, liked the Colorado, you know, when Colorado offered me, I was like, wow, I'm gonna I'm get to go see the mountain. But huh. the coaching back in 2017, you know, when I graduated, they wasn't really uh, uh, recruited me heavy. That
1: was Miami, right?
2: Yeah, out of Miami. Yeah,
1: they they don't go out there
2: much. Yeah, they, they don't.
1: Huh. So, so, the mountains were like kind of the draw for you?
2: Yeah, cause I'm, I grew up in, you know, Miami, Florida. Yeah. There's, it's, it's a totally different place. Uh-huh. You know, Colorado is beautiful. You know, got a lot of, you know, beautiful scenery. I love this place. You know, if I would have came here, uh, uh, on an official visit as uh-huh. a, you know come out of high school, I think Colorado would have been it for me, really did yeah. you like
1: hiking hunting like fishing, I, I did everything hiking? pretty oh, really? much
2: I did hiking i did uh i forget the. I get the name of it uh tuba scuba
1: oh scuba yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
2: scuba, and I also like went you know bike riding along the trails and okay. stuff like that. I'm still looking to do new things too you know on my free time do you like fishing stuff uh I never really fit. I love to okay. learn. I never really fit so Okay. Who who do you hike with? Uh just friends. Okay. I met a lot of uh well friends outside of football who would take me out, you know, on trails and everything like that, which is this is nice.
1: Where do do you think you'll stay in Colorado? Like when you're done with football?
2: I don't uh it it just depends. Okay. If I have an opportunity yeah, to stay here, and, you know, and, and do things I would. It really depends on what's ahead of me.
1: Yeah, that's got to be a big transition, though. Like leaving the kind of like Southeast to come all the way out here. Was that tough at first? Um. Well, yeah, it, it was tough.
2: It was definitely tough. I did a lot of traveling. I, you know, I went to Nebraska out of from home. yeah. From Nebraska, too. I went to uh, Mississippi, and from Mississippi, I came to Colorado. So I did a lot of traveling. And it, it is hard traveling, but you no, know, I got situated, I got adjusted, and everything's fine. Yeah,
1: I know there's been some other guys on the team who've really struggled with <laughs> transitions <laughs> like that. Like Ashad for sure has has talked about that. Have you talked with some of the other some of your younger teammates who might be coming from different places about that yeah, transition?
2: Yeah, uh, you know this is college. You know it's different from high school. So like, um, I can see how I can be different from, and them, them being a freshman leaving their home. Uh, leaving their mom, their dad, their family. yeah, I, I can see how that's hard, but this is college, and it's time to grow up,
1: yeah yeah um which which transition was toughest for you? Was it from home to Nebraska, from Nebraska, to Mississippi, Mississippi, Colorado? It was definitely from Miami to Nebraska
2: because I was a young guy. you know I wasn't I was immature, huh. and uh, I was definitely immature. <laughs> that was that was that was the main thing me being immature, oh, sure. and uh, not taking school as serious and not taking football as serious. Okay. I was I just wanted to have fun, as a young guy.
1: Yeah, you excited that classes are back?
2: Oh yeah. Oh really? Yes sir. Uh, that's not what I expected. You no, know, this is my last semester, so I'm ready okay. to like finish. I'm ready to graduate. Now I'll be the first one in my family to graduate. Really? You know, me coming from where I come from, and, you know, and the people in my family, like, we don't get this opportunity to, you know, go to college and yeah. get a college degree. And my, bro- I have an older brother who played for Florida State, but he didn't finish. Huh. You know, and I'll be able to finish and and be the first one to graduate in my family. Huh. What position did your brother play? He played middle linebacker. He played uh, middle linebacker for Florida State. Uh, he was on the team when they won the uh, national championship with Jimbo okay. Fisher. Yeah. Do
1: yep. you, you guys obviously talk about football quite a bit, right?
2: Oh yeah. And oh, so yeah. when
1: was that? You would have been in high school when he finished playing then?
2: Um my freshman year was his last year yeah, at yeah. Florida State. You know, it, it was it would have been crazy if we would have played on the same team, yeah. but you know,
1: we obviously went on different ways, different yeah. paths. What what was that like, like having a brother who was playing college football? Like, did did he was he giving you advice? Was he teaching you what he was learning? Well, yeah, you know, he gave me a whole lot of advice, but
2: he played a different position than I did. He played middle linebacker. I'm a guy who liked to put my hand in the dirt and get after the quarterback, you know, um, rush. So uh, pretty much, he he would give me all the advice he could, but um, but we played two different positions. Yeah,
1: yeah um chris wilson's the defensive coordinator now what what has that change been like um uh it hasn't really been a big change
2: Uh, you know i i had uh about four dc's about four head coaches um my freshman year mike riley he got fired my sophomore year uh, Scott Frost came in with a new staff and they, so I'm I can adjust well to like you know new defenses and stuff like that. I can, I've seen it before and it's nothing new to me. Okay, um, playing across from Carson Wells, what's that like? You no, know, Carson Wells, he's a veteran guy. He's a good guy. You know, he's something to chase. You know, he's the leader of our group. So um, just playing across with him, I'm wanting to compete with him. You know, you know, even I'll beat him if I could, and that's what that's my goal right now. I want to be able to be on a level that across the world is on.
1: Okay. Um, any goals for yourself
2: this season? I'm looking to have the best season uh, of my career. I'm looking to uh, do a whole lot, a whole lot of good things. That I believe I can do it.